Hey, hello everyone. How are we today? I just spent 20 minutes messing with my new microphone. I got a new um, podcast mic for Christmas from my beautiful husband, Christopher. Um, But I've been messing with the new mic. It looks like it's going to be really loud. Let me listen to this real quick. Okay, I just listened to it. It should be fine. It looks on the computer like the volume is blowing the speaker, but it doesn't sound like that, so I'm not really sure exactly what the what the issue is, or maybe this is just how it is with an external microphone. I'm used to just using like the built-in microphone because your girl is poor, um, but since I have this new mic, maybe it just presents differently up on the screen when you record. So, anyways, just got back from Target. Ye old Target. Went there to get some vitamin B12 pills. Woo-woo. Because your girl's got B12 deficiency up in the house. Always cold, no energy. Love that for me. Um, but I, I have like a prescription, like an actual prescription for B12 pills, but since it's, since it's a, a vitamin that you can get over the counter, um, my doctor said if it's, if it's easier or cheaper for me to just get it over the counter, then I can just do that. So I can either get a 90 day supply from her, from the pharmacy, or I can just go and buy a bottle that has like 250 pills for like $8 and it's the same, um, what's the word? It's the same, like it's a thousand microgram per pill. Um, so the same, I guess, level of the prescription. So had to go to Target, get some B12 pills because your girl is out. Um, and while I was there, I went rummaging through the clearance section and they have one of those, what do people call it? They call it like the Teddy material or like a Sherpa material. You know what I'm talking about? Like the really fuzzy, like teddy bear material jackets. It's a zip up jacket that actually has like insulation on the inside. So it's not just like one layer, like there's multiple layers and it's a zip up jacket with pockets and it's got a little collar on it, like tray, tray, cute. Um, had it on clearance. What are you doing, buddy? My dog just jumped up on the bed. Good boy. So they had one of those jackets. Super cute. I think it's originally like 50 bucks. It was on in clearance for like $13. So, new winter jacket alert. Something's telling me that winter is gonna, like, do the thing where it phases out really early. Like, we didn't really get a hard winter for December. Like, here we are nine days into January and we still don't really have a winter. It's, like, almost 50 degrees outside today. Like, it feels fine. But then come, like, the middle to end of February look out. I feel like it's going to come hot and heavy at the end of February. We're going to get storm, like blizzard, Mageddon, the whole thing in like February. So mark my words. That's what I'm predicting is going to happen. I went to the Starbucks when I was in Target and I got, and I've gotten this before and I don't remember it tasting like this. It's the strawberry acai, strawberry, whatever, acai, acai, um, but with lemonade instead of water. And then I got some extra strawberries in it because, I mean, even when I get like the pink drink, I always ask for extra strawberries because I like munching on them at the end. But it's so 
I don't know. It's so like concentrated. It's like very, very, it just tastes like straight up like syrup, like the strawberry acai syrup. And the lemonade is very, very, like it just wasn't like watered down enough maybe. I don't know. I'm gonna. And then the extra strawberries, she dumped them in on top. So they're all just congealed at the top instead of like sinking down to the bottom. But I mean, it still tastes fine. I drank a little bit of it. And then whenever I came home, I added some water to dilute it down a little bit. And now it's fine. I start my new job on Monday. So what is today? Today is Thursday. Start my new job on Monday. I'm very excited. But every time I start a new job or like have a new thing going on, I always feel like I need to go, dude, you're being way too loud. <laughs> Don't give me that face. All right. You can stay up, but you need to be quiet. Um, but I have this thing where Anytime I start a new job or a new position, I always think I need to go, like, have a makeover. I need to go through all of my clothes, get rid of everything I own, and then, like, do a complete makeover. Even though there's no, like, there's no reason to do that. And plus, I I don't love shopping a lot. I'm very, I don't want to say I'm picky. I'm just, I'm honest with myself when it comes to clothes. And even though something looks good, I actually go through the steps of like, am I going to wear this? Am I actually going to wear it? Is it going to be like too clingy? You know, some shirts that are like that. Um, oh, what material is it? It's like a chiffon material and it's just like permanently staticky. Those shirts that are just perpetually static and they just like static to your stomach or they static to your boobs. So you're spending the whole day like pulling the shirt like away from your body to get rid of the static. Hate that. So I never buy shirts that are that material. And I also hate shirts where like if you spill something on yourself or if you sweat even a little bit, it'll like you can see it on the shirt. Like it'll turn the shirt like three, three shades darker wherever you spill stuff. And a lot of times it's like that chiffon material that will do that too. Well, it gets hot in Kentucky in the summer. Very hot. And your girl is... Dude, I told you you gotta be quiet. So, it's it gets very hot in Kentucky in the summer. And your girl is sweaty. I don't sweat a lot, like, on like under my arms. I, like, my back sweats a lot. Like, the middle of my back is just constantly moist in the summer. It's ridiculous. So I have to be super mindful of not getting shirts that will change color when you sweat because it's <laughs> it's not a good look, especially when I'm trying to be a professional. So I the job that I've had for the last like 10 months, I mean, you have to look nice, but it's all about like looking nice, but also being functional. So my boss, like she didn't care if I wore... Um, jeans, you know, as long as it, if I wore like black jeans and a shirt that was, you know, a dark color, like a modest, like professional color, um, that looked nice, but I could still be comfortable and work. She was totally fine with that because, you know, we were, we were doing like 16 hour days on days that I would work and we'd be, you know, doing some heavy lifting and sweating and running around all day. So when you are in a position like that, 
it's more about like functionality and comfort and being able to get the job done without your outfit like hindering you in any way. And um, the job I had before that, when I worked in like an office setting, we had to look business profesh every single day. And I, I did not like that at all. So I haven't had to wear any of my like business profesh, like hardcore, like nice business professional clothes in almost a year, in like nine months, maybe. Do you guys hear him? He is being so loud and impatient because you want me to pay attention to you right now. Well, I'm recording. So, um, you know, I haven't really had to wear any of my like really, really nice like business professional clothes in a while. And when I was looking for my new position, when I was looking at um, like the employee handbook under the section that talks about like dress code and stuff, it's very very vague. Literally, here, let me just pull up like what it says. I won't read it exactly, just just in case, but basically it's just like, look, look the way that you think you should look. And if you have any questions, ask the manager. Pretty much. I mean, I'm like, honestly, that's pretty much what it is. Super vague. I was hoping it would tell me at least like, no jeans or no um, no, like, graphic tees, because I have worked a job before where they didn't want you to wear shirts that had, like, graphics on it, which is fine. Um, I can adhere to whatever they deem appropriate, but I just want to know, like, what those parameters are so that when I go shopping for new work clothes, I know what I'm looking for. Um, let me see, where is it at? Where is it? Aha! Dress and grooming. Present a clean and professional appearance, okay? Dress in an appropriate business attire and use common sense in choice of attire. Okay. I mean, I get that. Like, don't, you know, come into work dressing like a hooch or, you know, wearing clothes that just clearly don't fit you one way or another or, you know, stuff with holes or, you know just like low cut or, you know, anything crazy like that. Not that wearing low cut shirts is crazy, but just in a, in a professional environment, it's, it just goes without saying that it's kind of like a no go. Um, and then it just says dress in a manner that's consistent with good hygiene, safety, and taste. And that's it. And then like, if you have any other questions, like ask the manager. So I do, it's positives and negatives. I do like that they don't have any hard set, you know, you know, women can wear low cut shirts or no, no women can wear pants that are not khaki or black because I've worked in a business where that was the thing before. It was like the men could basically come in wearing like whatever they wanted. Like the men could wear like either a button-up shirt or like a polo or like a nice sweater and whatever kind of pants that they wanted to wear as long as it wasn't jeans. Whereas the women, it said that you had to wear either black or khaki pants. It kind of like skirted around it, but basically it was like black and khaki pants are acceptable, other business profession, other business attire is also acceptable. So like one time I went in and I wore these like trousers. They were really cute, like high-waisted. Um, there's a slight crop at the ankle. They have a seam. They had, 
you know, pockets they had, you know, they were by all means like professional pants, but they were this like dark, dark burgundy color. And if I ever wore like my burgundy colored like dress pants, I always made sure to wear a shirt that was very tame and muted to kind of offset. So I would wear just like a plain um, white blouse with it or like a black blouse with it. Um, and there was one time that my manager came in and like didn't even say hi to me, like literally went around the office shook everyone's hand. Hey, how's your day? How's your day? How's your day? He gets to me and he was like, red pants, huh? I was like, well, I guess I'm never wearing these pants again. Like, whereas, you know, the guys could come in and they're wearing funky socks. Cause you know how it's kind of cool for guys to wear like dress pants and like dress shoes, but then they have like funky colored and patterned socks. It's kind of like the style right now. And it looks good. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but it's just like, they can come in wearing like funky socks and, you know, unshaven and that's totally fine but god forbid i wear dark burgundy dress pants with a seam and pockets like i was not going against dress code anyways um so it kind of sucked kind of being in that like hard parameter and then um when i was going through orientation one of the men who kind of what's the word i'm looking for made like major headway on what the dress code would be he said that he hated how a lot of the women didn't tuck in their shirts and like I would tuck in my shirts most of the time because I always wear like high-waisted pants and that's just kind of a look like high-waisted pants and then you have your shirt tucked in and you kind of blouse it a little bit but like sometimes if I was wearing if I wanted to wear like a tunic top like a you know still a nice like blousey top but it was made to be untucked you know apparently he had an issue with that even though it was not in the dress code that you had to tuck in your shirt but he like had this personal like hate against that so whatever um and then one time when I was working there it was snowing it was like it was last winter it was like snowmageddon and I wore my duck boots I wore, and this was a job where we had to be outside, you know, 50 to 60% of the day, you're outside with customers. And like, I, I wore my boots. I wore boots to work that day because there were six inches of snow. And the only other dress shoes that I had were like these nice, like the, almost like a velvet material and they were booties. Um, and I want to say I had just gotten them. So they were pretty much new. I didn't want them to be ruined. And so I wore, I had just a plain brown pair of duck boots. And mind you, the men wore duck boots all the time in the winter. And no one ever said anything to them. But when I wore my duck boots, my branch manager was like, hey, like, it's fine. I don't care if you wear those, but any of the higher up managers come like it you know have like a pair of slip-ons or something that you can just throw in your desk and switch shoes if they come in and and I believe him like I knew he didn't care because he just wanted us to be comfortable I say all that to say this I wish my new job had a little bit more detail as far as what is allowed and what is not allowed but again it's like a small office there's only going to be four of us ladies girl hashtag girl bosses in the office um there's only four like full-time people and then everyone else is part-time and um like contracted help um I used to be one of the contracted employees 
and then I got, you know, promoted up to this full-time position. But so I'm, I am familiar with like what they typically wear and it looks, it looks like, you know, they don't have any strict rules because it's one of those things like, you know, you know, like they can't really name what is appropriate and what is inappropriate. But when you see it, then, you know, they usually wear clothes that look comfortable and functional, but still nice. Um, and professional and then during events we have like an actual like polo shirt that we're supposed to wear so that we are distinct as like staff members which makes it easy but you know who low-key has some really cute clothes and really cute shoes freaking sam's club sam's club and i don't know maybe i just have never noticed because i i don't really like sam's club I, I like it. They've got great hot dogs. <laughs> They've got great hot dogs in the little Sam's Club restaurant area. But normally when I go there, it's like I just, I put in my headphones, I listen to a podcast, I go in there with my list, I get what I need, and I get the H-E double hockey sticks out of there. Because it's always packed here in Kentucky. Like, it's always, we live in a very, like, affluent area of Kentucky. So it could be a Tuesday at 1 p.m. and the Sam's Club is packed with all the trophy wives. So like we, I cannot go into that Sam's Club without like just getting like crippling anxiety. So I just go in, get what I need and leave. But I went there with Chris the other day and I was like getting distracted left and right. I was like, Ooh, look at this cute sweater. Oh, look at this scarf. Wow. Look at these shoes. There's these shoes. And I swear I get ads for them every freaking day on Instagram. They're these kind of, the shoes kind of have the same, um, silhouette as like a classic slip on van, um, like vans shoes, but the top of them have this like pattern on them. And I don't know, there's, there's some company that, um, makes them and they're super expensive and I get ads for them like every day on Instagram. I found shoes that look freaking almost identical to those at Sam's Club for like $12. $12? I can't even get shoes for $12 off Poshmark. And your girl shops Poshmark. And that's That tells you something about myself. When I need new clothes, I don't go out and buy them. I still try to find them used on Poshmark because I never treat myself ever, ever. That's one of those things about growing up poor is you just, it doesn't even cross your mind to like spend actual money on things that you need. Even if you're in desperate need for something, you're still like, oh, I can get a bargain for this though. Like I needed a new dress for a wedding and I bought two potential dresses. One dress I found at Target for like 20 bucks and that was a big deal for me. And the other dress was for sale for $6 on Cyber Monday. And I wore one of the dresses to the rehearsal dinner and one dress to the wedding. So, like, I literally have two pairs of jeans that I wear. Two. Two pairs of jean pants that I own. One of them is black, and I bought them on clearance, and they're a size too big, and I always have to wear them with a belt, but since they were on clearance, I couldn't resist. And then I have one pair of actual denim jeans that I bought off Poshmark. 
and those are the only jeans that I own. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, Sam's Club, they have all kinds of cute stuff. They had so many like cute sweaters and those cute shoes that were only 12 bucks. So I've already decided once I get my first paycheck with my new position, I'm going to go and probably I'm going to go to Sam's Club and spend a sizable amount of, of money. And by a sizable amount of money, I mean like 40 bucks probably. But for me, I'm like, wow, I just treated myself crazy. Um, <laughs> so that's the tea there. So what are we watching this week, guys? What, what are we watching on the, uh, on the old Netflix? I will tell you, and if you guys listened to my first episode, you know that I am very into all things true crime and I have a true crime podcast as well. I finally watched the Don't F With Cats documentary. First of all, this was a case that I had never heard of before, which is crazy because most cases I've at least, most cases that there are like a documentary about, I've at least heard of the case. I might not know all the details about it, but I've at least heard about it. This case I've never even heard of. I think I vaguely remember when like the cat video, when the first cat video like came out and it went viral on Facebook and everyone was like, oh, someone needs to hunt down this guy. But I didn't know anything about this case for the most part. And guys, I'm, I've seen my fair share of true crime documentaries, movies, and I get down and dirty with the nitty gritty details and, you know, the gore and, and that kind of stuff. But I have never had a documentary strike me to my core like that one did. I, it was hard to watch, but I couldn't look away. Like I had trouble sleeping that night. It was very disturbing. If you're someone who gets triggered with obviously animal abuse, um, but if you're someone who gets triggered with like, um, like mutilation and that kind of stuff, then straight up, don't watch it. Because I'm someone who typically is, is I can handle that kind of content and I was having issues. Um, I started crying at one point <laughs> during it. And the reason why it's so disturbing is because this guy, this like crazy psychopath, he's filming all of it. So on one hand, you're seeing the film that got released. And that's the only, that's the only bit of information you have is this guy taking a video of himself killing someone essentially. And then a couple minutes later, you see the police who find the body, the victim's body, and they're trying to piece together this case, but they don't know that this video exists. So you as the viewer, you're seeing both sides of it and you're making these connections and you're like, oh man, this is so disturbing. Like the police find a poster in the trash can next to the victim's body. But if you rewind in the video that the killer posted, that same poster is on the wall behind the body as he's killing this person. And so like there's just these weird connections like the poster on the wall and there's a t-shirt and we're getting CCTV footage at the same time too. It's uh, it, without giving too much away. I mean, it's a very well done documentary. The way it was filmed, the way it was put together was very, very well done. But just the case itself is so disturbing. 
So I watched that this week. And to make myself feel better, I have just been watching Gilmore Girls (laughs) for the last two days. The exact opposite of Don't F with Cats is Gilmore Girls. I've been slowly but surely making my way through Gilmore Girls (laughs) for the last, like, two and a half years. Like, straight up. Well, when was I? It would have been 20... 17. So like since July of 2017. So yeah, two and a half years. I've been making my way through Gilmore Girls slowly but surely. And I finally started the final season last night. So (laughs) don't mean to brag, but I'm probably going to finish Gilmore Girls soon. There's so much stuff that they say on Gilmore Girls. And like episodes like season six, which was the season I just finished came out in like 2007 or something like that. There's so much stuff that they say that you would not be able to say on TV now. And this is a show that just came out 10 years ago. It's not even, it's not like it's a show from the 90s. I know sometimes people will like complain about stuff that they say on Friends, but like Friends was in the 90s slash early 2000s. So like it was, you know, a while ago. It was like 15, 20 years ago. Gilmore Girls was just like 10 years ago. I feel like that's not, you know, yeah, they, like, on one episode, they said, um, Lorelai, she said, like, the, uh, the R word when referencing someone with mental challenges, um, she said the R word twice, unironically, within one episode, <laughs> and I was like, Lorelai, oh my goodness, Lorelai, it's 2020, you can't say that anymore, <laughs> my god, but yeah, there are so many shows, even like The Office, there's some stuff that Michael says that would never fly in 2020 or 2019, whatever. Isn't that funny though? I mean, it is funny, but in a way, it's kind of a good thing too that we're finally waking up to these things that are like low-key not cool and like never have been cool. Like it was never okay to use the R word just because like I remember in middle school it became like a fad to say the R word all the time or to say the F word when referencing a gay person like all the time I remember for a while like even when I was in high school so like 2012 2013 it was like totally normal for people to just like use the n-word as long as it was a soft A on the end and not a hard R, then, like, anyone could just say the word. And, like, it was, like, it, be, it was just, like, a thing. Like, everyone was just saying it. And then all of a sudden, everyone woke up at the same time. And we were all like, wait, no, what? What? No, this is not, <laughs> this is not okay. So, it's good. As a society, we are moving forward. So, switching gears a little bit, there's something that I've, have been noticing on Facebook. I don't know if it's just like a New Year's thing, people, you know, with their New Year's resolutions or whatever, or if it's just, I don't know, but I've been noticing a lot lately, is people who like make announcements about signing off on Facebook when people are like taking some time away from FB. And it's always like a middle-aged person who like doesn't who will who will slow solely like text talk and they don't actually use sentences on Facebook taking time away from fb period spending time with god period if need me 
text me. If don't have my number, message now. Goodbye. <laughs> and like, what? <laughs> you know? And then like three days later, literally three days later, they're like, some time away from FB was good. Happy to be back with my FB friends. <laughs> no one missed you. <laughs> like, ser- seriously? I doubt anyone's like, hmm, Kathy wasn't on Facebook today. I wonder if she's okay. No one. No one. Ha- no one cares. I promise you. And another thing, if you're going to take time away from FB, then don't make an announcement about it. Just log off and go. If it's that deep, if it is truly, if it is sincerely that deep to where you feel like you actually need to take some time, like you need to do like a social media fast for your mental health, that's fine. Do what you need to do, but do it. Don't just like... (laughs) taking time away from fb be back soon don't know when dm me if you need my number (laughs) no one cares no one cares i promise you (laughs) and like those are always the same people who will share and circulate like um like old news articles that are like so old, but they'll share them as if they're new. Like, for example, there's this woman that I'm friends with on Facebook. I don't know why I'm friends with her. Um, and I rarely get on Facebook. I'm still friends with people from like middle school on there, but there's this one woman and she'll do that every couple months. She'll be like taking time away from FB. And the same woman, she'll also share articles for like crimes that have happened, like missing children or things like that. She will share the articles and she'll put in a message like prayers, prayers that she's found this poor child. Like, oh, God, God, prayers for this child that this child comes home and blah, 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 which is amazing. But here's the thing. If you were to click on the article that you just shared, you would clearly see that this article is from 2015 and the child was found two days later at a friend's house or whatever. Like if you're going to take the time to share an article and write your own like special little thing about it, then maybe click on the article and do five seconds of research. Just like give it a goog, give it one quick goog. And if the child is still missing or the case is still open or whatever, then share it. You know, like it's not, it's not that hard. There's this really popular case, and if you're, like, into crime or whatever, um, it's the Delphi case with Abby and Libby, and, you know, me being from Indiana, especially central Indiana, like, I'm, I, I know about the case. If you're from Indiana, you are, it is your duty to know this case, because, like, the killer is still on the loose. It's a very serious thing. But people will still, from Indiana, who should be up to date on this case, will share like very, very, very old news. And the families of the victims have said like, please don't share this old information. You're not helping. You're not helping the case. Like if you're gonna help the case, make sure that you're informed. And like, 
I agree with that, honestly. Like, thanks for the sentiment, but if you're not really, truly doing anything to help, then, like, you're just wasting everyone's time, you know? So, maybe instead of sharing false information, you should just sign off of FB for a while. And then just come back to FB once you're informed. Um, So, I will... I think I'm going to leave it. I'm so hateful. I'm so sorry. Guys, it's just... These people... You make it too easy. It's too easy to make fun of you. I'm sorry. Um, that's where I'm going to leave it today. <laughs> make sure to follow me. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Two Talks Pod. I also have a YouTube channel that's like a vloggy channel. It's kind of lame. I've only posted one video on it, but that's Two Talks Pod as well. Feel free to email me, DM me, or message me. Leave comments about any topics you'd like for me to cover, um, or if you have any comments, complaints, concerns. Go ahead and do it. TrueTalksPod at gmail.com. Alrighty. Well, y'all have a fantastic day. Goodbye.